I'm immediately like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. What is he about to tell me? Did somebody steal my identity? (laughs) Immediately like go to worst case scenario. If the person's just totally tired or checked out or doesn't want to have the conversation, it's probably not going to be a good one anyways. Put some boundaries around it and say, this is how I'm going to show up for you. And I'm going to hold myself accountable and we'll hold each other accountable. If you don't do the things that we're talking about, then you aren't going to have conversations about finances. You're going to be having arguments. Welcome to the Rad Money Podcast. We're your hosts, Dylan and Rebecca. And and we're we're Rad Rad Coaches. Coaches. Early on in our relationship, we decided that we didn't want to become a divorce statistic because we weren't on the same page about finances. Now we've been together for 10 years, married for six, and we help millennial couples manage money together so they can build wealth and strengthen their marriage just like we have. So do you and your spouse want to build wealth together? Do you want to design a life where you don't have to worry about money? Do you want complete confidence in your financial future? If you're like us, you want all of the above. But how do you get on the same page so you can start building wealth without feeling awkward or worse, starting an argument? In this podcast, we'll help you set your finances and your marriage up for success. So you can focus on the more important things in life, like quality time with each other and living a life of purpose. All right. Welcome to the Rad Money Podcast. Today, we are talking about how to talk about money and the steps to doing that. Five things that we really recommend to have productive conversations about money, how to do it in a way that's really prioritizing your relationship. But before we dig in, of course, we want to just remind you that we are coaches first. We're not just podcasters. And you can actually work with us. And one of the easiest ways to get started with us is to take our budgeting, cash flow, and net worth course. So this is a course that's under an hour. It's going to teach you everything you need to know for using our custom tools. It's a budget, a cash flow, and a net worth tracker. So it's step-by-step, walks you through everything that you need to know. We would love it if you check it out. That link is in our show notes. Also, if you would like to work closer with us, you're a married couple who is ready to take the next step to improve your relationship with each other and improve your relationship with money. There's also a link to apply for our coaching program in the show notes. It's a six-week intensive where we really help you improve communication Get on the same page. Stop arguing about what your priorities are so you can start building wealth. All right. So let's dive into today's episode. Like Rebecca just said just a moment ago, we're going to be talking about five steps to have better discussions about finances with your spouse because having the conversation about money is difficult, but you know it's important. Everybody understands that this is a vital thing. If you want to be successful with your finances, the first thing you got to do is at least have a conversation with the other person who's spending and making money in your life. Yeah. So in our last episode, we talked about this whole, why is it so hard to talk about money? Like Dylan said, we all know it's important. We all know we need to, but we find that we're avoiding it because it's awkward or we're just trying to keep the peace. We're trying to really make sure that we don't create issues in the relationship. So we end up avoiding it. That's problematic, right? But if you listen to this episode and you apply what we're about to tell you, that is going to be a thing of the past. The conversations are going to get easy. They're going to be productive. They're going to be effective. And it won't feel like pulling teeth anymore. It'll actually just be a part of life that can actually start to move more towards exciting, fun, and an opportunity to, you know, just build and design your life together. Those are all really good things. And so this is really a transformative skill that when you apply these steps, you inject it into how you're managing money together, it's going to change the game. Yeah. And it's going to affect every other 
difficult conversation that you have with your spouse as well, because this this doesn't just work for finances. This works for everything else that is difficult. It's going to be a framework that you can take for any challenging topic and apply it to it. And you're going to see more success in those conversations as well. Especially all the conversations where it, it does take, like a, like we've talked about before, a lot of trust, a lot of vulnerability, getting to know each other on that deep, deep level right. of intimacy, then these are all things that you're going to translate over for sure. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you don't do the things that we're talking about, then the, you aren't going to have conversations about finances. You're going to be having arguments. There's going to be tension. You're going to be blaming the other person for what's going wrong. You have to do it the right way. Otherwise, you aren't going to be having a conversation. You're going to be having something that's negative instead. With that all being said, let's talk about how to talk about money. Yes. Let's talk about the first steps. So step one, invite your spouse to the conversation. Yes. Do not spring it on them. That's for sure. Like this is the whole point of this. This first step is to make sure that someone is ready to have the conversation. We've already we've already primed you. You know that it's difficult. It's awkward. But also important and critical. Right. So. By inviting the person to the conversation, you're creating a dialogue and you're instead of just saying like, we need to talk about finances and it sounds like you're going to get a lecture uh, or be giving the lecture to someone else. Yeah. Like one, if you spring it on them, that can be very triggering and put somebody definitely like on defense mode or just they get worried, they get stressed. One example, I think in our relationship is when Dylan's, he'll say that he thought of something and he's like, never mind. And he decides not to tell me. I get stressed. I get really stressed at that. And I'm like, well, now you have to tell me, you know? And so I think the money thing is kind of similar. If you're just like, we need to talk about money and it's not an invitation. It's just something sprung on me. I'm immediately like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. You, you know, yeah. what? what is he about to tell me? Did somebody steal my identity? You know, <laughs> <laughs> just like immediately like go to worst case scenario. And so, yes, I have struggled with anxiety in my past, but <laughs> but the point is most people will do that. Yeah. And so you need to really be conscious of that. And so just invite them to the conversation when things are actually just okay. Right. You want to invite them and keep it positive, even if something was going wrong. The first conversation should be about our goals and our interests. What are we What are we excited about? Or where, where would we like to go? If these are some of your first conversations about finances, even if you had debt or you're living paycheck to paycheck, you're struggling a little bit, make it about where you want to go. Get excited about having these conversations because it you're like locked in on something in the future that's exciting, you're more likely to work through the difficult stuff. So start there with those positive things. Find out what you and your spouse are interested in and and go from there. A thousand percent. Yeah. So so invite them to the conversation through like a positive lens. And when we say invite them to the conversation, that leads to step two, which is schedule it. Yeah. So you don't have to dig into it right then, right there. Give them some time to process because you've obviously been thinking about it, right? But maybe they haven't. And so say, hey, I'd really like to talk about this. What are your thoughts? How's Wednesday? Sounds good. Like, you know. Right after the Rad Money podcast. Yeah, right after the Rad Money podcast. We'll listen to them and then we'll get into it, right? So I think that's a great recommendation, Dylan. Thank you. But yeah, the point is that you want to give them space to be able to think about for themselves, you know, what do they maybe want to talk about? What's most important to them? Um, but get, don't just absolutely be like, and we're sitting down and here's my spreadsheet and we're talking about money and these are all the things that's going wrong and blah, 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 blah. Like just thinking about that. If somebody did that to me, I would be so stressed out. 
Yeah. And I think that's the point too, is like why you want to invite them to the conversation and keep it positive. When you say, let's plan for this next Wednesday and talk about it, they aren't like, oh, oh crap, what are we going to talk about? You've already said like, I just want to hear like where you want to go. Like you're keeping it positive. Frame you're letting it. them, you're framing it before you even get started. Yeah. So that scheduling and letting them know about how it's going to be positive is really a, an important aspect to that as well. Yeah, exactly. And that leads us to step three, which is read the room. Being able to read somebody's energy and mood and say that, okay, it's Wednesday, but your spouse is going through a lot at work and it was supposed to be time to talk about money, but they're having a really bad day. So what you need to do there is you need to read the room and you need to acknowledge the fact that maybe now is not the best time to talk about money. Exactly. And this is really important to you because you Again, we want to have a positive conversation. We want it to be productive. And if the person's just totally tired or checked out or doesn't want to have the conversation, it's probably not going to be a good one anyways. Not only is the conversation not going to be great, but it also shows a level of emotional intelligence that's necessary to have this conversation. Oh, yeah. So if you recognize that I'm having a very stressful day and it is not the time to talk about this, and you come to me and you say, hey, Hun, I can tell you're stressed. I don't want to add to that today. You know, let's just like, let's just prioritize like your mental health. Let's go on a hike. Let's go on a walk. Like, let's, what do you want to do? Right. It's being very supportive. That's for sure. And it's what you need to have these conversations. And it's so. a deposit into that relationship where I can feel emotionally safe with you. I feel like I can actually be open and to be vulnerable with you when it's a better time. So it actually sets you up for really success by being incredibly emotionally in tune to what's going on with each other and being able to say, now's not the time. Yeah. And you'll find in, in your your weekly flow, like they're just, you'll start to realize, and I mean, it's it's got to be obvious to you too, that typically, you know, there's going to be better times for these conversations than mm-hmm. not. So make sure that you're mm-hmm. not giving it enough time. You yeah. know, these things about reading the room include the, like, making sure you have enough space to have the conversation and, and, and actually complete it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so- when we talk about like money dates in particular, this whole scheduling it thing and whatever, I know when we were first getting started, we would work on Saturday nights at our business that we were running. So Saturday mornings were really laid back. Like Saturday mornings, it was just about like drinking coffee, playing ball with the dog, like hanging out, really chill. And so we inserted our budget meetings on those mornings. Mm-hmm. And it was always very laid back. We were enjoying our breakfast and having just like a really nice morning while also talking about our financial goals. Right. That was the space that we found where we could just like really relax and like, yeah, we're accomplishing things, but it was just a really nice morning, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So now now that you've done that, let's set some ground rules. Yes. So this is step number four, which is set the ground rules for your conversation. You need ground rules for these conversations so that they don't deteriorate into an argument and they aren't productive at all. So setting some ground rules up so that you can actually have a productive conversation and walk away feeling like you accomplish something is really important. Yeah. Like setting the ground rules is how you are prioritizing the relationship Yeah, and saying that this is not just dollars and cents and I value you more than I value the money and all those sorts of things. Like it gives you the opportunity to put some boundaries around it and say, this is how I'm going to show up for you. And I'm going to hold myself accountable and we'll hold each other accountable. We have six ground rules that we highly recommend you adopt when having these conversations just to help yourselves show up the way that you really want to show up. So the first ground rule is to set up a space that is completely free from judgment. 
Because what you're really trying to do is to just cultivate this safe space, essentially, for lack of a better term, (laughs) where you can be vulnerable and you can say what's on your mind and what's really concerning you. And to be able to do that, it means that you can't judge each other. Yeah. One, judging people and making them feel bad about what they're doing is just not productive. But also, like, we're not perfect. We don't know everything. There's levels of how much you know. So maybe you just know the basics and you just haven't learned enough yet or your spouse hasn't learned enough yet. So how about bringing them up to your level or helping bring up the other person to your level so that you're avoiding that altogether? So, so much. Yes to that. that. Absolutely. One of my sayings, I have so many, so many sayings. Stick around, guys. You're going to learn them. But uh, you don't know until you know. And the same goes for your spouse. So yeah. just because they don't know something doesn't mean that they are less than. They just, nobody taught them yet. Yeah, help them understand. Have some compassion. Yeah, help them understand and do not judge them for what they don't know. Do not judge them for the mistakes that they have made. Because like Dylan's saying, you are not perfect. Ye who is without sin, cast the first stone. You've got your own problems. So don't judge each other. It's just not going to help. It's going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. So that leads us to ground rule number two, which is be supportive with your spouse, right? I mean, that's kind of where it's the opposite of being judgmental is to support them in their journey, their financial journey and work together, right? Like you guys are a team now. So you need to support each other, shore up each other's weaknesses, play to each other's strengths and and work as a unit and be supportive. Exactly. So if there is this space where maybe you would have inserted judgment, instead insert support. And if you, this is really key, you know, if you just want your spouse to be open, honest, vulnerable with you, then they have to feel like they're going to be supported when they do that. So you can't judge them and you need to support them. And that's all going to open doors to communication that is just so beautiful and transformative. Now, ground rule number three is to focus on the present and the future, not the past. So when it comes to just healthy, again, in productive communication, we're not going to dwell on what's already happened. We can't do anything about that. Right. Control what you can control. And that's what you can do now. And that's what you can do for the future. And that's really where the conversation needs to live. Right. I mean, that's the judgment side of things is probably going to be in the past. So that's a, it, these things just kind of are layering on top of each other. You can yeah. see how they're interconnected. So by focusing on the present, what are we dealing with right now? And then the future, where do we want to go? Yeah. Like forget what happened in the past. The past is the past. We can't do anything about it, but where do we want to end up? Yeah. All we can do is we can clean up the messes from the past, yep. which we'll get to. But essentially when it comes to like the actions that you're going to take and where the bulk of the conversation needs to be about is what can I do today to get me to the future that I want to have tomorrow? Right. What one step can we do right now to just make our lives a little bit better today? Exactly. So that was ground rule number three, which was focus on the present and the future. So next is ground rule number four, and that's be open and honest about your needs with your finances. You got you to gotta tell the truth here because it we aren't mind readers. Rebecca's know what I'm thinking even if I'm acting cryptic about stuff. It's really not going to be helpful. Yeah. Be be open and honest about how you're feeling, what you're thinking. But also, this is a little bit about the past. So we've already said we're not going to judge. We're not we're going to be supportive and, you know, we're really looking towards the future, but we do need to be honest about our financial past and we do need to yeah. de- disclose what we're working with, what's going on. 
And so we need to be honest about all of that as well as what our needs, concerns, worries are. So it's twofold. It's be honest about the emotional side of it and be honest about the numbers. Yeah. Well, and think about it this way. It takes a lot of courage to tell somebody that, hey, I messed up and I... I'm telling you this out of like, I yeah. trust you and I want you to understand this because I want to get through this together. So they've taken a lot of emotional courage to get here. And if they're being open and honest, like you may be surprised, you might be rightfully upset with it, but remember how much effort it took for that person to even strengthen up the courage to get there in the first place. It's so important to remember it, that. It's so critical. It's so critical. And it doesn't make it necessarily easier or better, but well, it does. It makes it a lot easier when you say, you know what? Thank you for trusting me enough. Thank you for being brave. Thank you for having the courage. Well, and I see honesty as the beginning of like, I see honesty as the beginning of saying, I want to fix something. I want to be better with something. And if we've talked about some financial red flags in the past of like people who aren't willing to change and are just going to keep doing their old ways, like that's a red flag. But someone to say open and honestly, I might have screwed up and I'm trying to fix it. This is a green flag. Like this person might have made the mistake, but they're also saying, I would like to fix this today. I'd like to figure this out with you, but you're going to grow from it and it's only going to get better. But let's be honest. Do you want that to be hidden for the rest of your relationship? If you're being honest with yourself, it's going to be no. You want to know it sooner than later. Yeah. And then you need to extend that same kindness to your spouse. Yeah. So the person who's being honest and open is being very brave. They're being very vulnerable. They're being very courageous. If that's you now, you need to be brave. You need to be courageous and be honest and open with them because it's a two-way street. Yeah. So that's... That's ground rule number four. Ground communication. <laughs> she a big one. Yep. <laughs> so ground rule number five is to be improvement focused. You know, change is hard, but by growing in this space in particular, your life gets bigger and better. This is akin to a growth mindset. And mm -hmm. a, again, an abundance mindset. Yeah. And this is like saying that no matter where we are right now, we can go further and we can make it better. And so let's have that improvement focused mindset that no matter what's coming out in this conversation, we can get through it and we're going to solve the problem. We, we only have upwards to go. Right, right. Right. And we're going to do that together. And so when you have that growth mindset as a couple to get through hard things, it's just so powerful and it's going to help you be able to just see the progress that you really want to make anyways. Which leads perfectly into ground rule number six, which is to be solution oriented. There are no problems. There are only opportunities to improve. Exactly. Exactly. This is how it's so consistent throughout our coaching from day one. This is a mindset shift. Here we too. do not look at all the things that are going wrong. We look at all the things that we just have an opportunity to improve. Yep. And when you start to look at things like that, it's just a total game changer. It is about controlling what you can control and doing what you can to make the situation better. And not just looking at problems, 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 which is just a very defeatist mentality. And yeah, just it's going to get really heavy and hard if you think of everything as a problem. Yeah, you just think of everything that's going wrong. Right. Not of just how you can be better tomorrow, that 1% better. Mm -hmm. So let's wrap up the ground rules really fast. So just to recall, the first one was be judgment-free. Number two was be supportive. 
Three is focus on the present and the future. Four, open and honest communication. Five, have a growth mindset. And number six, be solution oriented. Those are the ground rules. And we just really believe in them so, so passionately. If you couldn't tell. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and if it'll just let you be able to step away. It's like, oh, we're stepping away from our ground rules. Do we need to take a break? Do we need to walk away? Yeah. Like there's kind of those two way methods that we take is like, hey, do we need to just like recenter on the ground rules and remind each other what's important? Or do we need to just like full on take a break? Right. These ground rules are a contract for your relationship and what you expect. Setting up some ground rules saying this is how we want to act. These are the ways that we don't want to act. So it's important to check ourselves and make sure we're okay. Yeah. So now circling back to our steps. So those were our ground rules. If you'll remember, the ground rules were part of step four. Step five then is just to have these conversations frequently. Because practice makes perfect. Right. Because if you haven't been having these conversations at all, they're going to be difficult at first. And you got to work through that. And it's over time, they're going to get better and better. So yeah, I love that idea. Practice makes perfect. You talked about before, budgeting is a skill, not a tool. Well, talking about money is also a skill that needs to be honed and strengthened over time. And so not only is consistency going to mean that you're going to get better and better at it and really being there for each other and you're going to be well-practiced, but also the more that you do it, the more progress that you're going to make with your finances. And that progress means that the conversations are naturally going to skew more positive because you have more to celebrate than to worry about. Right. Yeah. Basically, the association of financial conversations only have to do with the negative start to disappear because you're just having conversations about your progress, where you'd like to go, what are you up to? And of course, because you've been having more conversations, better at handling that part of the financial conversation. Yeah. I mean, this is really where the conversations start to get fun. They really can. I mean, people talk about the conversations being fun, make it fun, blah, blah, blah. It actually can be fun. Now you have to pay your dues of going through the uncomfortable stuff to get to this side. But it can be fun. And it's about what are we going to accomplish? What are we going to do? Let's design our life together. Let's yeah. do that's the fun stuff. But you have to work through the uncomfortable things to get to this side of it. But it's so worth it. And we really wanted to take the time to give you just a masterclass on how to talk to your spouse about money, because this is the this is a foundational thing right there. You know, last few episodes were about budgeting. Well, now let's talk about how to talk about money, right. because without those two things, you can't go anywhere. Yeah, the, the conversation is the most important part of this when you're a couple. Because if you aren't talking about money, then there's just going to be things happening that aren't aligned. And you got to have the alignment. And the only way to have the alignment is to talk about it. Exactly. So that's all that we have for you today in this episode. If you liked this episode, please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. That really helps us get this podcast out to more people and help more people. And we'd really appreciate that. Yeah. And if you loved this podcast, then please take two minutes of your time. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That, again, helps us grow. And please share this with your spouse. If your spouse is not subscribed to us, share this episode, start the conversation, send it with a little text that says, I really want to get better about talking about money with you and open that door. Invite them to the conversation. Yes. And before we totally close out, if you want help with these financial conversations, if you want to start to figure out how to prioritize what you're doing with your money and start to make progress towards financial freedom, then complete an application for our new program for married couples. The link is in the show notes. The show notes. <laughs> the show notes. The show notes. The show notes. Oh my gosh. All right. Down there. Click wherever. Yeah. <laughs>
All right. So until next time, I'm Dylan Pollock. And I'm Rebecca Brooks. And, and we're, we're Rad, Rad Coaches. Coaches.